Go ahead. Perceive helping. So what I was saying, like, you know, in the, in the past, like, I, I get caught up in the identity of work culture. You know what I mean? Like, I, this is where I am, but this is not where I want to be. I want to be someplace different. Right. Meaning, I want to be in full-time ministry or some kind of title position of ministry, right? And now, what the God has done me in this, this kind of intimate time with him over the past few months is re-hone into, look, I want you out and active in whatever capacity that you're in. Mm. So that what would... Because you thought you had to be working in ministry or you had to be there or else you weren't actually there. Yes. Like you weren't doing what you were supposed yeah. to be doing. And the crazy part is I've always been a marketplace minister. Like I always I always encourage and build up and leave a, 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 a very direct impact wherever I go. Right. Like in, in, in that capacity of, of changing people and have, helping them see the balance and the importance of life and doing certain things. But I got caught up in the... Well, I'm just going to occupy this space right now until I have this certain title that I'm going to be a pastor or a, some kind of lay leader or some, whatever. Right. So you had a future goal in my head. Like there was this goal that I want to be a minister. I want to be the, I want to be that. Yeah. But now you discovered, no, you're already that in the present moment. Correct. You, you just, Correct. you don't even have to have the title. Correct. You just exist in that Correct. in whatever you're doing. Correct. Correct. Living a life of impact wherever you go. Like, you, there's an opportunity in every human interaction that we have. And it's whether we take advantage of it or we let it pass us by. Yeah. You know, of course, a lot of that for me has to be a, a lead thing because you don't, you know, I don't want to have the mindset that I'm, I got to not pay attention to what you're saying to me because I want to have this spiritual in. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. My, I'm not engaged with what you're saying to me businessly because I my ultimate goal is to minister to you somehow. Right. Because I've done that before when people are talking to me and I'm not even paying attention. I'm just waiting for my end. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not engaged in what you're telling me because I'm waiting for for an end and that's, that's a one way one way communication tunnel. Yes. Which doesn't work. No. For very long. Because, no, because people have a story no matter what they're saying if they're passionate about they want to be understood and heard. You know what I mean? So you have to give them that space to do it. And ultimately when you live this life of knowing what your identity is in in God and in Christ, that Ultimately, you're you're putting no matter what a foundational piece, and you know, like the parable of the of the seed is is planting seeds, or you're watering a seed, or you're helping cultivate the seed, or you're pruning it. Do you know that you're doing it when you're doing it, or do you only look back at the conversation or the experience and then go, "Oh, that was a seed that was planted there," or that was a cultivation, a moment, or cultivating moment. Um, sometimes I realize it when it's happening and sometimes I realize it afterwards. Mm. You know what I mean? It's, you can, I mean, when conversations come up and not to, not to say that it's a spiritual thing, but yeah. like when it's a life thing and it doesn't have to necessarily go back to a, a God thing, but you know what you're talking about when you're talking about it, yeah. how you're impacting and encouraging, you know what I mean? And that's always been my gift thing is, is encouragement, you know what I mean? Right. Encourage, encourage, encourage. And that's where I want to like, man what I thought my life looked like it doesn't have to look like that it can right. be different you can change you can evolve you can do these things to better yourself and, and have a life I mean the, people get so caught up in the negativity of this world and there's so much amazingness of this life we get to live on this planet right. for this short very short amount of time that we're here you know what I mean and, and just like with the whole you know Kyle Hendrickson like you don't know when your 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 card is going to get punched dude yeah. like seriously like that's that's a people always say well you die like, yeah 
Yeah, but you really could. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, you could, totally you could, could. You could. We could get sideswiped by the semi-truck. You and I can go flying off the, the thing in this little blue car. Yeah. And that'd be it. Yeah. We can hit by an asteroid, and we're all done. Oh, asteroid. <laughs> we're all freaking done, right? So, this morning, I, I want to I wanna relate this or connect this to this morning's conversation with Jenny. So, I was in the shower, and I started laughing. She's like, what are you laughing at? And I was like... So yesterday at the gym, I was wearing my sunglasses because I forgot my glasses in the car. And these group of ladies were all, take off your sunglasses, right? And I was I was talking to somebody about a challenge they were having. And so I looked over to them and I was like, dude, I can't see. If I take off my sunglasses, like they're prescriptions, I can't see. Yeah. I'm not wearing them because I think I'm cool. I mean, I'm cool, but yeah, yeah. that's not why I'm wearing them right yeah. now. And so Jenny started laughing, and, and I and she goes, "So where'd you go after that?" Because she knows when I have a thought, my brain will start jumping. Yeah. And I said, "I went to when Dennis said the other day on the podcast that he's talked to thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people, and in every gym there's this crazy person, yeah, right, that is like just goes for it." And he looked at us and said, "Like you're the crazy person, yeah, right." And I was like, "I get it, right?" So then I said to, to Jenny, "I said, and I was just laughing because I was wondering." What do the other people that run a hundred miles or do all these things, do they act similar to me? Like, because they don't do this stuff full time. They're not running marathons, like these full marathons. They have jobs. They have things. Like, we all have these things we're doing. We just happen to be this, right? And the connection that I was making when you were talking about it in my head was, I am an athlete. I am a hundred mile runner. I am a businessman. I am a dad. I am a you know son. I am a friend. I am all these things. But I just happen to be in these environments at particular points of time of the day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so sometimes when I post stuff on social, people take it negative way or the wrong way or they think that I need to they, they choose to reach out to me to tell me to protect myself yeah. because they don't like what they see in the way that I'm delivering it but the fact of the matter is is that's me I am really nice I am very optimistic I am inspiring I do things and I share them and people find that but sometimes I'm a jerk that's just what I am and the thought process is I choose to share those moments of directness that some may consider me being a jerk because sometimes somebody needs to hear that or see that. They need to know that, like, there's all these facets of us. Well, but I think <clears throat> there's two parts of it. The, the jerk part of it, like... You allow people to see enough of you that makes the jerkiness not seem like a jerk. You know what I mean? Like, Got it. yes, they could they could read it that way. That's kind of pointed or crass, whatever. Yeah, crass. But they but they, but they know ultimately, bro. Like the people that get to experience you and your quote unquote craziness, which I don't think that it is craziness. Yeah. I think it's I think it's drive and motivation. But <clears throat> the people that that know you, your ultimate goal is to to inspire the world you know what I mean based on your overcomingness that's even a word you know what I mean you've overcame so much adversity in your life and came through so much uh, things in your life that could have taken you down and has taken you down a much different path so 
to answer your question about do people other hundred miler runners yeah. do, I don't think so I said yeah I think there is a probably a group that does mm -hmm. it because they want to inspire the world sure. the other part of it are 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 selfish in that they just want to do it because they want to do it you know what I mean I what would it look like for you if nobody knew you were running hundred miles if you didn't post about it on social media like you just got up one day trained nobody knew what you were doing how you were doing it why you were doing it or there's no rooms of hope or anything yeah. would you just go run 100 miles I mean for me I don't know that I would you know what I mean but your your ultimate goal is to inspire people to get off the couch to break out of their comfort zone to let go of some of these burdens and haunts of their past and live a life of greatness and fullness yeah yeah and I think a message out of this running thing is that you can you can find yourself in running yeah you know, and I've heard that message over and over again several times in books and other things, and I relate to it because you can. And it's not just like running like a mile. It's like the longer running, you can't fake that. You can't fake running. Well, and that's the thing. And the, big, the biggest thing with you, Kevin, is running 100 miles does not make sense. No. It does not make... Like, you are not a, a former... I don't know if it's a medal that you would win in cross sure. country or whatever yeah. you get for winning races or being an established running athlete. Like that's not you. That's not where you came. Not, like you're not going back to your roots and saying, "Okay, now right. I'm a middle aged man. I want to go back to my roots and do what I did when no, I was middle aged." I'm not. It's like, wait, I just found this new lease on life. The veil has been pulled off of me. Why can't I? And you went and did it. Yeah. Like, not even in a. Oh well, maybe I should. I don't know. That's kind of far. Dip like, your toes in the it's water. Like, no, <laughs> this is like a. I'm gonna smash the ice open and jump in the water. Well, that's it. the funny part is like <laughs> the time that we've been friends, yeah, yeah. bro. Like when you said you're gonna run a mile, people were like, "Yeah, right." I'm like, "Bro, you don't understand, dude. He will go run a hundred mile. Like yeah. that's not even like there's never a doubtful thought in my mind that you would not complete this task. Right? You know what I mean? Now there's the intangibles of whatever can happen. Sure. But that's not the, the, the platform and the place that you live. You don't operate from a place of fear. You operate from a place of truth and boldness. And I'm going to accomplish. And that's, you know, even with Brian and I, the first time that we did never, like, not finishing was never thought in my mind. Never, ever, ever. Yeah. Even though everybody said, well, then you got to be prepared for this part and this and it. Like, even when we came down to that point, because I had not ever envisioned myself, of course, you don't ever set. Uh, Hepner said that yesterday to me when I said, oh, I'm going to do this next. Because I told him what my next bigger goal was going to be. And, he, and I said, I don't expect to complete that. But And he goes, you don't have to bullshit me. You don't have to lie to <laughs> me. So and I looked at him and I was like, what? I go, no, no. Like the word expectation, I don't expect to complete it because I, I, I have a desire to do it. He goes, no. Nobody sets out that big of a goal and doesn't expect to complete it. Yeah. Don't BS me. And I went, you're right. I'm saying that as a protection. He says, yes, yeah. you expect to complete it. And he goes, and here's the thing. He said, I understand why you're doing it. He goes, whatever you're going through, fine, whatever, right? But the reason why you're doing what you're doing, and he pointed over to my house, and he says, is because of those people in that house. Yeah. It's not for this organization. It's not for this. It's not for that. He says, it's for them to see that you can achieve whatever you want to achieve. That's right. And he goes, and they're seeing it. They're living it. Your wife, your kids. They're, the most important thing in everybody's life is generally those they choose to, to be to be part of a family with, right? And he goes, and that's why you're doing it. 
And I was like, yeah, totally. Dead on. <laughs> Look at Mr. Hebner. <laughs> Look at Mr. Hebner. Mr. Hebner. And it's true. It's true. So, yeah, that was my conversation this morning. But I think you're you're totally right, man. Like, that coolness that you have found in the time that you've been off in this adventure for this, for this you know, year has set you on this path now. Yeah. And now you're aligned. Now you're like, okay, I'm in it. I'm in another season of this next level. Just wait what happens in 2020. Yeah. Right. Well, I can't wait to sit down and hammer out these ideas, dude. Yeah. I mean, we're already doing it, right? Yeah. yeah. The, the, it's part of the process. Well, that's what I look back on the, the like last year's plank challenge. Like it was amazing. Yeah. For a minute. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. it kind of like it fizzled. Uh, fizzled. It fizzled. But like, I look what it did. Yeah. Like it, it, so plank challenge one year. Jenny asked me about it the other day too. She's like, "What happened to the plank challenge?" And I was like, "It died." Yeah. And then she goes, "What do you mean?" And I said, "Here's the thing, sweetheart. Most ideas in life are like a big golden donut." Everybody loves the idea in the beginning. And you do it. Even I do. I fall in love with the ideas, right? Because all my ideas are great. They're great ideas until you do them. And then you do them and you're like, oh, it's freaking hard. It's hard to stay committed to something for 365 days. 100%. It's hard to stay committed to something for six months. It's really challenging to stay committed to something for 30 days. If you are capable of sticking to something for a year. Wow. What makes the plank challenge was not. What you know hard. What what makes things more maybe it's the monotony of it. Maybe because the plank challenge was monotonous after a little while. But I like you think about even drinking. Like that's not that's not something you do for thirty days and then stop for two years. You know what I mean? Like it typically you do it or you do it. Yeah. Or even going to the gym. Like I've not in my experience at Omni, never really fallen off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that becomes a lifestyle and part of it. You said it. It becomes a lifestyle. And the lifestyle is rarely ever questioned. Unless the lifestyle is negatively affecting somebody else. That's when it comes to the question. Yeah. If you... So, um, take this drinking thing. Since I love this topic. If you are a drinker that drinks once or twice or three times a week, you have a glass of wine, no big deal. But if you are a drinker that drinks once or twice or three times a week and you can't stop at the bottle, might be a big deal. However, because it's accepting and it's acceptant in society that drinking is okay once or twice or three times a week, we mentally logically go, oh... I don't have a problem because I'm stressed at work. And so I'm just having a glass of wine. But then what happens is a shudder, an experience. Something happens in life where all of a sudden that one glass of wine or bottle of wine just turned into every day. And then your loved ones are scared to say anything. So they give it to you in like small jokes here and there. Like, you're drinking again? Or maybe you should cut back. Or maybe this, maybe like... That's how that shit works. There's no other way around it. <laughs> well, and it's just such a, you know, it's be, because it is socially acceptable and it's glamorized in so many accounts, it just becomes sticky because mm-hmm. if you're drinking emotionally because you did have a bad day at work. Yeah. Like you're to, or some situation happened where you're like, uh, this will make it better. 
like that there's so much risk in that yeah drinking to not deal with feelings like I think inherently we're designed to be able to process through and place feelings and find hope in things that is not in a bottle of wine or beer whatever you know what I mean the lifestyle though get back to the lifestyle yeah. the lifestyle does not get questioned unless it becomes a negative that's right but I'll it's hard I'll take it for me dude like every alcohol what does it say drink responsibly <laughs> drink responsibly yeah wait I a second I totally wait. missed that message man wait a second I totally missed the same with you wait totally missed the drink responsibly you're message. not supposed to just stand Nah, I just go to the next level. Uh, <laughs> it's a marketing genius. Yeah, dude. Drink, but drink responsibly. Yeah. Wait a second. But that's like the the level of responsibility, right? What does respond like? What's responsible? What? The, same thing. What is recovery time when you're working out at the gym? Yeah. But how much time do you need for recovery? Well, scientifically, it says this or that, or we can test this, we can test. But that's not for everybody. Yeah. You know. We know that if there's rules and laws that says don't drink and drive, that is considered drinking responsibly. If you drink and you don't drive, that's a responsible drinker. However, how about the levels of if you're throwing up in the back of an Uber? What if you're throwing? Yeah, that. what if you're throwing up in the back of an Uber with your child sitting next to you? Is that a responsible drinker? <laughs> yeah, not at all. Is that? But that's drinking responsibly because I didn't drive. That's beautiful. In some standards, I guess. That's a great, that's a great discovery. <laughs> you get denied for an Uber. <laughs> You're not being responsible. You were responsible in yeah. your solicitation, but uh, <laughs> your condition shows that you did not drink responsibly. Live responsibly. Love responsibly. Love responsibly. Some of these things just have no clear defined line of, of, of process. Love responsibly. There you go. Love responsibly.